What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group. Welcome back, folks. This is TWBLC, the Brown Bag Lunch Group. We'll be coming to you Wednesday morning this week. Uh, You'll be listening in. And then Friday at 3 p.m., we're going to be doing a little thing with the Mud Magazine. So go check it out on Instagram Live, either on our account or Mud Magazine's account. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram Friday. Drew, let's dive right in. Uh, I know you have maybe some addressing to do of, of some folk. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody's staying safe and sane during these quiet and crazy times that we're in. I want to thank you all for listening, first off. Uh, We're missing one of our guys today. He actually just landed a full-time job, so we'll do a little snap-a-roo to him for that, and I hope to have him back next week. But uh, briefly wanted to just address um, the fact that I was labeled the hashtag fraud of the week on uh, last week's episode of Beneath the Bar by Mackenzie Quinn. Um, There's a saying out there, I know, Curtis, you know this one, it's all, all, what is it? It's uh, all PR is good PR. I'll just say that. All all news is good news. I like to have my name out there. Am I an an emotional and invested fan of sports? Yes. Have I turned sports off prematurely in the past? Yes. But I'm I'm, I'm a more mature person now. I've learned. I've grown. I respect his decision to put me as fraud of the week. Do I, regre- do I agree with it? Not necessarily. What goes around comes around. He will get his. Mr. Landing Strip. All right. Well, you heard it here at TWBLC. Mic drop. Trying to maybe save his, his legacy a little here on TWBLC. And I got one more thing before you, Kurt, also. There was a little bit of a, a Twitter feud earlier uh, last evening into this morning <clears throat> with Kenzie trying to tell me that Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. I think that's absolutely ludicrous. Um, and you, all, you, you see all these people on Twitter shitting all over Jameis because he threw 10 completions to the Saints in his career more than Taysom Hill. I need it to all stop. I will not stand for the Jameis slander. Yes, he throws a lot of picks. He just got eye surgery. I'm looking for him to rebound this year once Drew Brees does get injured. We don't root for injuries on the podcast, but he's older. He was out a couple games last year. We'll see. Well, be, to stick up for the haters against you there, uh, you did call Jameis a solid QB, and I would never, ever characterize him as that. Behind the scenes, uh, texting to us. so 30 touchdowns, boys. Yeah, but you can't just discount everything else that either he brings to <laughs> to the locker room or the interceptions to the field because that yeah. defense suffered mightily last year. No doubt of about all it. Those turnovers. No doubt about it. So I, I'll agree with you that yeah, I mean I don't think Taysom Hill is a quarterback, but he's a fantastic utility football player that you can. He's a football much player. Stick anywhere. Yeah, he is. We'll give him that. Agreed. Throw him that bone. Yeah. So let's talk about the NFL draft. We know we got some live uh, results on Beneath the Bar last week, just the first three picks, but we've seen the past, you know, seven rounds of NFL draft picks. What do you think 
from the Pats perspective, maybe anything you found surprising from the league as well? Yeah, I think for the most part, um, you know, at least the first half hour to 45 minutes went as planned as we all thought. A couple of wrinkles here and there, whether it's a few picks, you know, back and forth to, um, you know, with all the mock drafts and, and stuff. But typical Patriots draft, as you know, I, with no live sports, I stay up all night just to watch them trade back. And then when they do finally make that first pick, me and my dad are all fired up, standing up like feet away from the TV. And we hear, <laughs> we hear that they drafted this safety from a D2 school. And it's just like the wind just leaves your body. It's like the wind. There's no win left in the sales. And, and granted, I'll give the Duggar kid credit. He's hell of an athlete. Um, it'll be a, a bit of a jump to the NFL, and I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. But typical Pats draft, as always. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with this team this year. But, yeah, I mean, all in all, if you didn't watch it, you really didn't miss much on the side of the Patriots. It's what they do every year. Trade picks, you know, go for some Bama guys, some big school guys. Maybe some small school guys. Same old song and dance. What do you think, Kurt? Uh, I just saw that they did pick up the two tight ends in the draft, and I don't think they got much help on the offensive side of the ball for the wide receiving core, which I'm concerned about for the most part. I know our buddy Jason Ladoff has been saying that you know they can develop the run game and win a Super Bowl like that because they did it the year they won versus the Rams. I just don't know if that's true that year because – against KC they had to be in a shootout which they were throwing the ball yeah they controlled that first half but then once KC started to make that comeback you have to be able to throw the ball and win a game outright with your quarterback and your receivers no doubt about it all right and with that Drew let's get into a couple of our favorite segments segments here uh it's usually stuff we hate this week we're gonna do just our love of the week what do you love yeah, I think with everybody stuck inside, you know, there's been some crappy weather. It brings a lot of comfort food, and um, everybody everybody who knows anything knows this. There's the famous Mike Lester brownie, and when those things come fresh out of the oven, they're still steaming a little bit. You know, the, the chocolate, uh, what are they called there? Whatever you want to call them, the little chocolate, um, you know what I'm talking about, the little <laughs> chocolate Hershey kiss things in there, okay. little chocolate pieces, whatever. Um Anyways, they come out of the oven, they're steaming hot, smoking hot. You plop on a, like a little fresh scoop of chocolate ice cream is what I prefer, um, just because I'm all chocolate all the time, as you guys know. And <clears throat> that initial plop on the brownie, and you just see the steam fly up, you see it start to melt over the sides, and then you just get that first bite after a long, stressful day. There's nothing like nothing like that first bite of that warm you know the warm brownie the cold ice cream that's my love of the week you you forgot the the extra topping there of just maybe a little maybe a little cool whip <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i know you just said it to plug in the whip part whip 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 but no um i like it i like it pretty plain as you know plain jane myself so i don't want to add anything that i don't necessarily need you know maybe if i'm at a like a public uh, you know, like Sunday bar, and I don't want to embarrass myself. I'll maybe throw in a couple of sprinkles and some some whipped cream. But when I'm in the privacy of my home, we're gonna go bare bones. We're gonna go brownie and ice cream, and we're just gonna we're gonna love it. I thought I was gonna bait you in there for my love of Cool Whip and the in the snap I sent the other night, but I, I didn't oh. quite get you. Well, I mean, now you're forcing me to say it, so I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody has ever considered doing this, but for all the listeners out there. 
I received a Snapchat from Curtis, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, of him just eating Cool Whip out of a bowl, just plain. And Spoon and I had bowl. to... That's I had it. to just, I had to like rub my eyes. I was like, am I seeing this correctly? Like, is there something I'm missing? Is that, is that all that is? And turned out it was. So, you know, you guys can come at me for my eating habits and my, my diet and all that, but that's just out of this world to me, folks. Just a little late night snack, you know, when you get into the wee hours of the morning and you say, Hey, I just want something light. Grab a little cool. <laughs> something light. I love it. <laughs> What's your love of the week, anyways? My love of the week, uh, so I was playing some Fortnite with Josh Wilson, and I had to run to the bathroom real quick, try to do it while the bus is in the air, get the drop-off, make it in time. I happened to, and it was because of the one thing that I'll say is the love of the week. It's the ghost wipe. After you come out of the bathroom, and it's just a, there's no cleanup. No cleanup necessary. Wash the hands, wipe it off on the towel, right back on the sticks. Uh, Go get a dub. That's it. Other than that, I had a close runner-up. I got a free sleeve of balls with my round this week when I went to play 18. It probably was factored into the price paying online, like you get a little free tea gift. Mm. So it's probably not free, but it felt good. It felt good getting handed it over the counter and being like, here you go. You, It feels free. In that yeah, it, it felt free. I, I definitely get that feeling. There's nothing like that rush. And when it comes to the ghost wipe, it's – it's similar to the whole underwear and sock, you know, situation where if you wipe and there's nothing, you're like, you just give it one of those fist pumps. You're like, let's go pull up the pants, wash the hands and let's roll. You don't have to worry about being dirty, smelling any of that nonsense. So I would totally agree. I'm on board with that hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it cuts your bathroom time in half when that happens with that, we're going to bring in one of the all time greats. Lizzie Luster, Drew's sister. Uh, Mike Luster was Drew's father, the brownie guy he was talking about. So brownie just wanted to give that little introduction. But here we go. Liz, let's get into it. And we're back, folks, with our interview of the week. The one and only, the one sibling I do have, Elizabeth Luster. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? We're hanging in there. You you in school still? What's going on with you? What's new? I am still in school doing Zoom University. <laughs> it ends tomorrow, thank God. I hate it. Well, we're glad to have you on, Liz. Thank you for joining. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate the support of the pod. Um, we can just jump right in. I know there's a handful of accomplishments and activities and trophies and parades that we could go over. But I think we wanted to start with, you know, one of the biggest in our eyes, um, you know, following a theme we had a couple of weeks ago with VS and Derek Hopkins, um, something that may not be as, I guess, publicized or popular would be the fact that you're actually a three-time junior same boat champion. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and kind of what goes into it, what that is, and kind of just give us a, a brief overview of what, what that experience is like. Yeah, so there's 10 girls, and you get a, little, a team together, and you practice two weeks before and a week, and you have elimination. But if you won the year before, you don't have to do the elimination. So three teams go into eliminations. The top two move on to the Friday a fiesta race and then you race on Friday to see who wins. 
just for a quick little recap of what this is, it's a, what, how many people? 12 people in a boat? 10, I Ten girls and then your coach and your coxman. Yep, so 12 people on the boat total, uh, rowing a mile in total, uh, half mile out, half mile back, in practically an old, long rowboat, for the listeners yeah. that don't know what we're talking about. And a question for you that just kind of popped up. This is another shout out to our good friend, Billy. I don't know as much about this, Liz, so you're going to have to help me out. But what is the, the scuttler or the scuttler? What is their role? Because he always just yells that randomly. And I'm a little bit unsure of what that is. Okay, so Mike Harmon's our scuttler. And he basically steers the boat. So you have an oar at the, at the um, front of the boat and you steer it. So he's the one that like goes from... Like around the buoy. Gotcha. Okay. Well, now we know, Kurt, going forward, if Billy starts screaming, we know what it is. Well, I knew what a scuttler uh, was, but... I you, didn't. You did not, no. I guess I'm not uh, up to par with, the, you know, all the, the Fiesta ongoings. I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, negative lash, lashing out yeah. on, my, on my behalf. Dave, um, Dave Quinn, back in the day, had a couple of, couple of scuttler positions that he did. So wow. I, I knew what was going on. You, you got your wheelhouse... Uh, Liz, you want to talk about who, who's in the wheelhouse, who's in the front of the boat, back of the boat, whatever. Yeah. So on one side, they don't have to turn. So you get to stop while the other side has to go. But the front is the two, I don't know. I think we have the two shortest people in the front. And then I'm the tallest person. So I'm the fifth seat in and then, which is like the middle, and then I have to row the whole time I don't stop because I'm on the turning side, and then you, the other side like leans to the side so it's easier to turn, and then the back has to feather at the beginning of the race so they row by themselves until all the boats are lined up, and then, which is probably one of the hardest seats because you have to do that and then get in line with everyone else. And oh. what, a, what a mess that is at the beginning. At the beginning of every race, oh, it's I think it's, oh my God. it's not as bad in the women's race, I think. I think you guys do a better job than the men take it so seriously, it seems like. And you got to back and forth like eight times until everybody's lined up and the guy who's decided they're lined up blows the horn or whatever. It's it's a mess. Yeah, it's something to do with like putting your hands up and no coach wants to be the first one to put their hands up. And then the last one, you're always just sitting there, sitting there. And then yeah. finally, it just like your stomach kind of just drops, and then you just hear them all scream and go. Let's talk a little bit about the now. We know you're three-time winner now, three years in a row. Will you guys be moving up a division next year? So technically, you have to move up when someone on a team turns 21, but no one will be 21. But after you win two Loophole. years, they start like they start like recommending to move up, but okay. our coach actually is already on a team in women's and our scuttler already has a team in women's too. So we, we kind of just like, we would need a new coach and a new scuttler, but we'd probably end up having to move up. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. All right. Hell of a transition. No doubt about that. Um, and just switching gears a little bit into some other, you know, ongoing activities and hobbies. Let's talk a little bit about lacrosse maybe the transition from high school to college as a division three athlete. What was that transition like? And maybe talk a little bit about what this year brought, obviously a lot of unforeseen kind of obstacles and situations that kept coming up and ultimately 
Um, you know, unfortunately, the season had to had been cut short. But talk a little bit about that transition, and then maybe this year in particular, any funny stories or shout outs, things like that. Um, so for me, uh, lacrosse went from being like a just a spring sport for me to being like a full year, like full. You you kind of just always have to be doing something for it. So like it goes from just having practice after school and like games in high school to like lifting three to four times a week with your team at like 6 a.m. And then we have study hall all year. So we have two three-hour periods a week where we just have to sit in the classroom at some six to nine on Sunday and Wednesday. It's pretty awful. And you just sit there, no <laughs> phones. They, they get collected. Your phones get collected. So no Snapchat, no TikTok. Is this yeah, pretty much. You can bring food, though. So I just go steal a little Lombard slice pizza. And then... Shout out Lombard, to... baby. So then after that, we pretty much go into the season. So that starts when we get back from, like, our Christmas break. We have, like, four to four to six weeks, like, preseason, basically, where you practice every day. And then after that, you go into your season, which, unfortunately, got cut short. We only got to play in two games this year after all the preseason, which kind of stunk. Lost both of those games, so I was kind of ready to, like, turn around and win a game, and it just got taken. And, and something funny that a lot of the viewers might not know is she says that they actually had two games, when in reality – um, Elizabeth herself actually only had one and a half games uh, technically because she actually got kicked out at halftime in the first game for getting, I don't know, a certain amount of penalties or something. But that was definitely uh, a thrill to watch her get the boot in game one of the year in person. So, yeah. Too much hacking going on up at Nichols. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Grinder, the grinder lifestyle. Too many checks to the head. And then, Liz, let's talk a little bit about competition level. I know you talked about how the seasons, like, there really isn't a difference in college, and I, I feel that playing golf in school, we had fall and spring season, so winter was our off time, but we had the same thing, workouts during the days that you basically had the day off. Um, but competition level, how does that change, maybe if you were best player back in high school or one of the best and then riding right into college? Um. For me, our team's not amazing, but playing other teams like Endicott, Roger Williams, teams like that, they're all, like, all those girls would probably be 10 times better than any girl on um, Gloucester. So going from that, I mean, it, it was pretty hard to just get used to playing with even a different team. Like, I'm so used to playing with, like, Gloucester girls that I've played with since I was in sixth grade to playing with girls that I barely even know that can probably do 10 times the more like thrown behind the back. I never knew how to do that. Like we just yeah. had to go sit in the wall ball court with my coach and like constantly just keep whipping in the ball from behind the back. So I could finally get it, but it's weird. Yeah. And I think with that comes, you get a lot better because you see everybody either in practice or during the games and you can learn new shit to try out or you just in the gym all the time, trying to get better than the person, you know, across, across the field from you. Uh, you still playing defense, or have you moved? So being the tallest girl on the team and not having a draw person, I've had to start doing the draws because our girl left last year. So pretty much all fall, I had to learn how to take a draw. And then, I mean, it's it's tough. You just run back and forth the whole entire time. It's basically a full field suicide for 60 minutes. It sounds like a Patrice Bergeron, you know, full sheet, 
taking face-offs, chipping in, yeah, <laughs> chipping in offensively, four-check, back-check, you know, stay stay focused and and really neutralize that defensive zone. So props to you, obviously a huge opportunity and a lot of, uh, a lot of responsibility for sure. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and go ahead, Drew. I, I, I can kind of transition us now at this point. Um, really appreciate you kind of going into detail on obviously the same boat racing and um, college across. Obviously that's definitely an interesting transition that not a lot of people uh, experience or know much about, but shout um, out first female on the podcast as well first and then we got a collegiate athlete oh my god i'm so honored (laughs) i'm glad you feel that way elizabeth um and and with that said we can hop into your love of the week elizabeth if you have one uh whenever you're ready so my love of the week would have to be dunks coffee i mean i'm in the drive-thru probably every day around 245 and my order would be a coconut caramel with almond milk. Got to get the almond milk because just it's thin, it's good, really refreshes you. I love it. I really do. No free ads though, Liz. Is there, is there anything else you get with the order or is it just strictly a coffee run? Oh, I love a chocolate frosted donut. Maybe when they run out of that, they add a little sprinkles. It's great. I love it. Yeah, and then just hit the back shore on the way back home. And drive past Good Harbor, and that's it. That's a wrap. The old Glossaloop. Speaking then... of wraps, speaking of wraps, I do have. Uh, I got one more thing for you, Liz. While we have you, um, obviously, you know, collegiate athlete, same boats, all that. But being the first woman on the pod, and being um, someone who's sort of in the midst of their college career, um, give us a little bit of insight into what's hot on the streets. Maybe something that the youngins are talking about. What's, you know, what's vibing, what's popping. Give us a little bit of insight into what's going on over in your your department. Me and Drew are a little off the beaten path now. We're not in with all the new trends. Um, Probably. I mean, you've probably heard about it, TikTok. Drew is our TikTok uh, guy on the podcast. I don't have it. I've made a few, folks. Check out my profile. We can plug it in this episode. Most of them are so, jokes, but mine aren't jokes. I love it. Um, I really take time in thinking of my TikToks, and I could be on there for hours, and not even realize like supposed to be. Even in my Zoom classes, I'll just mute myself, go on TikTok. I mean, it's addicting. Like one of mine did go viral, twenty six point k views. Go Whoa. check it out. Holy shamokes! Um, well, it was me at school. It's really. It was in like September. It was me like doing something stupid. I'm like, yeah. It was discuss. like a lip syncing was... one. Oh, okay. Okay. What was the song? It's for the kids. We'll keep it for the kids, I guess. It was one from Hairspray. The Classic song. movie. Classic yeah, I love it. That gives Classic. me absolutely no insight into this. This sounds like it was a little risque, and she's trying to keep <laughs> it off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the case. Go, go check out her profile. Give her a couple shares, a couple likes, a couple comments. Uh, thanks for coming on, Liz. Do you have anything else to add before we uh, before we transition here? We really appreciate the time. Yeah, maybe a little, I don't know, who's the boy of the week? We know you got a boyfriend now, but back in the no, day. No, I Oh, I no do not boyfriend? have a boyfriend. Oh, no. So who's the boy <laughs> of the week? Boy of the week. Um, I don't 
have one right now. I will let you know as soon as it happens. Single, ready to mingle. <laughs> wow. What a, what a way to go out. All right. Sounds good, Liz. And, you know, I don't know if Cal McDonald's single, but maybe he is. He was oh a past boy God. of the week. <laughs> oh, baby. Love All it. right. Thanks, Liz. Yes. See ya. And, folks, that was Liz Luster, Nichols Bison College, lax player. Nichols Bison College. (laughs) (laughs) Nichols College, they're the bison. That's what I meant to say. Uh, We just realized after we couldn't pry much information out of her, she was a little blush on the podcast with her usual Boy of the Week talk, there might have been a love triangle of guests that we've already had. Uh, unknowingly to Cal McDonald, but her and Marky T. Who knows when that that happens as the seasons change, as you would say, Drew. Yeah, he he comes and goes as the seasons change. I'm sure we'll be seeing him a lot more over the over towards Michael's Lane here in the next month or so, is my prediction. So, always happy to have him over. Absolutely, good kid. Now, this is going to be one of my favorite segments. You know, I speak in these in terms of texts. I like to think of myself as one of the better GIF users out there. I know some people call it a GIF. I'm a GIF guy. I'm a, I'm a GIF guy. I'm a GIF guy. Okay. But let's get into our favorites because there are just a plethora of options to go through. Uh, let's talk like top three. Yeah. I mean, I can jump right in. I think in no particular order, my top three GIFs right now, number like number one or one of the first ones that comes to my mind um, is given these dark and uncertain times, I often lean into the gif of Kermit the Frog uh, launching himself off of the building, and then it just shows his lifeless body hitting the, the ground. Full, full yeah. Scroll. Oh, it's absolutely electric, and it really sends an, an, an incredibly powerful message, um, regardless of what, what situation you're putting the, the, the gif or gif in. That's a great one. Um, <laughs> I'm re- I'm just realizing now that my GIF lineup is going to be pretty dark. The next one would have to be the one of, I think it's a dog sitting at uh, just at his dining room table with a cup of coffee as the room around him just burns and melts to the ground. And he just keeps saying, this is fine. Everything is fine. Yeah, with the, and it, the books burning yeah, and everything. Yeah. Literally. Oh, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And then I think number three would have to probably be I'm going to go off topic. This is one that I just absolutely love, and it brings me back to this time of year. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the one of Jake DeBrusque, and he's grabbing the jersey, the B, after he scored that, that goal in uh, Game 7 to take the lead. That's a I know Billy, sports-related one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know Billy and a lot of the hockey guys know exactly what I'm talking about, but whenever there's a, a debate, an NHL debate, hockey debate, I always just think about that gift because it's an absolutely – uh, beautiful put together gift that just perfectly rep- represents the Bruins and one of my favorite players. So there's my job three, Curtis. Give me yours. Shout out Jake DeBrusque. Did we meet him at uh, the old baseball tavern that one night before a Yankees Red Sox game one in 2018? Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we, we did. Shout out to did. Kenzie Quinn for Venmoing us and letting us buy probably three lines of Bruins uh, fireball shots. That's how we got the conversation started. Yep. And uh, I think Hyman. you were talking. Yeah. 
Yeah, confirmed in golf paradise. Yeah, he's in Anaheim now. Confirmed golf guy. You and him were ripping it out. Yeah, and we were chilling. I think you were chilling with Pastor a little bit. Uh, we had Wagner there, McAvoy, Krug. I remember I was all fired up. So what a night that was. Yeah, I'd say Wags, Heinen were were the chatty ones with DeBrusque at that little table. The other table were the big boys. We couldn't we couldn't really get over there. The big dogs. Them. Yeah, we couldn't really. We weren't at that their level. We were at the grinders table, and that's exactly. that's where we're meant to be. That's where, that's a table. Hey, in all honesty, that's the table you want to be at too. Those are the beauties. Yes, absolutely. My favorites, you know this one too well for ones that I send. Uh, it's the I'm not buying this. And it's, the, <laughs> it's the lady from like Real Housewives of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. I don't I don't know where it's from. Oh but my god. Whenever you catch somebody in a mouse trap, maybe, or you know they're just lying through their teeth, that is just a snippy one to send back and hit them with a I'm not buying this. Oh, it's gold. Absolute gold. Absolutely. Second one. This one's good if you're trying not to laugh. That's what I type into my little GIF keyboard. It's the Japanese man who is absolutely sweating. It's a little cartoon Japanese man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. And he's trying so hard not to smile, laugh, or anything. (laughs) And the best part about it is some people won't get it. They won't realize that you're just trying not to laugh in this GIF. Yeah. And it's what it displays. They think it's just a random Japanese man sweating. Oh, that makes it even better, though. Absolutely. That's amazing. And then, and then tied for third uh, is going to be, these are my Fortnite calls out to Josh Wilson, maybe maybe to the squad at Shoe. And it's going to be just a penguin carrying a suitcase as if he's going to work with a little top hat on. That's one of my all-time favorites. Or there's just a horse in a full-blown sprint as if you're just trying to get to the PlayStation 4 as fast as you can. I think you've used that one. uh, I want to say it was maybe during the AFC Championship last year. I feel like whenever there's a change in the tide of the game and, you know, the home team, in our case, Boston or New England, you know, the tides start to turn in their favor. Yeah. I'll just look at my phone and I'll just see that horse gift that Kurt sends to me. And the horse is just absolutely hauling ass. Like yeah. 100 miles an hour, the the wind is just whipping its like little mane back and it's forth. It's a strong it's just, thoroughbred. Oh, it's, it's, no, it's like Seabiscuit. It's, it's absolutely electric. Absolutely. It makes you want to go out and run. That is, run the hood mile. Oh, hood mile. Shout out hood mile. That is going to be an event when I am back in town. Absolutely. Jimmy Nicolosi, the record holder right now. I don't know the official time, but I will be breaking it this summer, fall or winter. Winter's a little tougher. Kenzie has a snow mile (laughs) uh, that he would (laughs) be very remiss. Is it remiss? Is that the word I used the last time I didn't want it? (laughs) It'd be be remiss. If I didn't mention that he ran like a two minute snow mile in like three inches of snow on the street or something like that and some boots and a jacket and everything. And let Jesus me tell you, Christ. the smog that gets you down down at Ten Acacia, whew, gets those no lungs firing. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And then let's wrap up through here. We got our favorite GIFs in. Uh Let's go with our realist of the week. This is obviously a knockoff of the frauds of the week going on at Beneath the Bar. But maybe this is just, you know, somebody you love, somebody, you know, sports icon, whatever, uh, just who keeps it real all the time. 
I think for me right now, top of mind, I got to go with my boy Jarrett Stidham, JS4, the new QB1 of the Patriots. After watching the draft, after hearing for weeks, you know, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, James, Andy Dalton, all that absolute balagna. And then watching the draft and watching them just not even make half of an effort to draft a, a reasonable QB. They didn't even draft our boy, our boy Jake Fromm, our boy Jalen Hurts, none of those guys. They said J J uh what is it? J S? J S yeah for yeah. Yeah, that would be J S four. It's been a long week, folks, so I had to really think that one through. Um I'm used to seeing, you know, T B twelve rest in sweet paradise down in Tampa, but um, long story short, my realist of the week is Jared Sidham. I think he's going to be the starting quarterback of our New England Patriots, and I cannot absolutely wait to see what he brings to the table come late summer, early fall. I pray to God you're right with that one. Uh, I would love to see him light it up. I hope he gets some more help on offense or the guys who struggled a little last year step up and that Nikhil Harry has a big year. We'll see. As for my realist of the week, I'm going to go, we call this guy PDW in, in our household <laughs> here at TWBLC. It's Pete Damn Weber, and he is the king of the crotch chop. There is nobody <clears throat> I would have wished I saw in his prime more than Pete Weber on ESPN <laughs> giving, him, giving his classic line of, you don't, what is it? Who do you think you are? I am. And he points back to himself as he strikes out to win the U.S. Open. Answers his own question to the crowd. Yes. The most fiery individual I've ever witnessed. And just an absolute fantastic 30 for 30, if you haven't seen it on Pete Weber. Describes how he picked out just a random person in the crowd he thought was making noise and made that guy his enemy the entire U.S. Open (laughs) until he won the title. And that is just unbelievable. There is nothing not real about Pete Damweber. Uh, 100%, dude. And up there for all-time greatest bowler ever ever to roll the rock on the lanes. You ever know? to roll the rock. Who, who's up there That's with all him? Time. Classic Norm Duke. Uh, Billy's guy. Yeah, He's still yeah, he, bowling. I believe crafty. He, he won a tournament last year. I, wa- I was watching it on ESPN, and it was... Was he in a wheelchair? No, no. It <laughs> a felt, crafty mofo. It was emotional. You were you were cheering so hard for him to win because he's so goddamn old, and he still got it. He can still roll the rock. That's unbelievable. New, hey, newer, you don't have to guys. be strong. You don't have to be fast. You just gotta be crafty. You just gotta. Hey, you know what we say down down CAL? You just gotta you gotta have some good pins. You gotta you gotta pin yeah. pretty well, yep. and you gotta hope that the pins are falling for you that night. You do. You got to hit the pockets and you got to pick up those extra pins when the other guy doesn't. It's just capitalization at its finest. We're going to have a collegiate bowler on here in a couple of weeks. Shout out Teddy Alfieri, uh, my buddy out in Colorado right now, used to bowl in upstate New York in college. Uh, So we will definitely dive further into this topic. To end us here, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to give you a quote of the week, maybe to you know, inspire you. Maybe it's just a funny quote. This week's coming from uh, retired Admiral William H. McRaven. You might have seen Give it his, to us. You might have seen his Facebook video about making your bed in the morning, uh, former Navy SEAL, and it's going to be, you must be at your very best in the darkest moment. That's all from TBBLC. Play us out.
Patrick Goss. What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group.